0: Welcome back to the Pin podcast. I'm your host Pinup Miami and I have a fellow Cuban American friend with me and she is South Florida's brightest artist and an honor to be her friend. She's also had her artwork digitally shown at The Louvre in Paris, France. And she was also asked by the Smithsonian, um, the Smithsonian American Latino Museum, to feature her artwork. And I have to say, she's also a fellow Gator like myself. And it's funny because uh, I have a piece of Vivian's artwork before I even became friends with her. She, uh, she had her art featured. It was a Gator with a guayabera, which is a Cuban um, type of shirt. And uh, I thought it was super cute. It had a cigar, if I remember correctly. And it was like the cover work for an invitational dinner for an alumni association. The, and It was called Guayabera Guateque. And now she's my friend. So isn't that awesome? Her name is Vivian Estaleja. 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 <laughs> I always called her Estrella because she's a star in my eyes. <laughs> And uh, if you're watching uh, the podcast on YouTube, you'll be able to see a couple images that I'm going to put of her artwork up. And if not, you could follow her on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at ArtelunaMiami. And her website, if you want to buy some of it, at ArtelunaMiami.com. So Vivian, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: You're so welcome. She is my first guest of this podcast and the first of many. And uh, I wanted to know before we start talking about being Cuban-American and all is what inspired your art um, or what inspired you to start painting?
1: I always loved art since I was little. I was one of those kids that um, I guess I was the weird child. I don't know. But uh, I never played with toys. I never played with, you know, dolls or anything. That kind of freaked me out. Um, and I always wanted to have, you know, just a coloring book or some paper and do something artsy. Um and then um, later on, when uh, I was about to turn 15, you know, the very Latin tradition of the quinceañera, um, my mom and my aunt gave me the choice of having a quinceañera party uh, with the big ball gown and the whole thing, or uh, traveling. So I was like, I'm not the quinceañera kind of girl. Uh, I guess I am now that I'm older, but at the time <laughs> I wasn't. Uh And so uh, I chose a trip, and my aunt took me to Mexico. Um, As soon as we landed in Mexico, I just fell in love with all the colors. Mexican culture is very bright and vibrant, and I knew that that's what I wanted to do and try to capture that in my artwork.
0: Oh, nice. You can definitely (laughs) see that in your artwork. You know, it's funny. uh, I didn't mention it to you before, but I also did not have a quinceañera. I went to a Miami Heat game. (laughs) have a twin sister if you didn't know and uh we didn't really want a quinceanera and i'm sure my parents were really happy that all we wanted was uh to go to a heat game with really good seats
1: yeah quinceañera's a huge production and very expensive i'm sure so and they
0: surprised us with a yeah. limo so i guess they were happy that we didn't want to throw down a big party or anything for two people can you imagine?
1: And I see as adults, I think I, I picture both of us like the big gown. Yeah, and now I want a big gown. But...
0: If I ever get married, I want a big ass gown and I want it to flow. <laughs> how times change, right? I know. <laughs> so how the today's topic is being Cuban American. So for those that don't know what Cuban American is, is uh being born in America to Cuban parents.
1: That's right, how simple, right? <laughs> but it means so much. <laughs> it
0: means so much more than just that definition. Um, so, growing up, uh, I was my first language was Spanish. I was born in Hialeah. If you're familiar with South Florida, and um, I literally thought that South Florida was what the world was like. So, growing up, I thought everyone spoke Spanish. I learned English at school, so it was Spanglish. Then I would speak more English with my friends. I slowly started speaking more and more English. Um, So I really felt like that was the norm until you leave South Florida and you realize it's not. And then you just get confused. It's like puberty for your nationality, I guess.
1: (laughs) That's a great way to describe it. (laughs) What would you say
0: growing up, Vivian?
1: (laughs) Well, I had a similar experience where, you know, my parents are very Cuban. um, And so that's what I thought it was. Cuban. Even though growing up, actually, my mom tried to instill in my sister and I that we were American because we were born in the United States, but we were raised as Cuban. So that's what I have always felt. I am Cuban. You know, there's no distinction to me that I live here or that I, you know, I've actually never been to Cuba, but I still feel me <laughs> very Cuban, you know. Um, but then when I went away to college, I went to UF, like you mentioned, and it was a different world. Mm hmm. As soon as you get on that turnpike and you get out of the bubble that's Miami, it's like you feel a change in the air and it's just, it's different. Um, and that's where I encountered, you know, what the quote unquote true American is, I guess it was white America. And it was very different to how I felt. Um, but thankfully at UF, there, there were a lot of student organizations and I kind of found my own people. While at the same time, uh, being able to learn, you know, you find yourself, you 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 become prouder, I guess, of who you are and those traditions that you grew up with. Uh, but you do learn that there's a world outside of the Miami bubble.
0: It's definitely a Miami bubble. I had the same experience at UF. It was uh, my parents wanted me to stay home as long as I could go to community college, which is it, not a bad thing. I'm not saying, but I really wanted to get out, at least for me, because I was a twin. I shared a bedroom with my sister all the time. So my intentions was just to get my own room. But once I made it to UF, I was either told I'm not American or I was not Spanish. Because also, I had hate not hate, but like confusion from people that were born like in Cuba that would say, Oh, you're not Cuban. And then I'm like, Bro, I'm not trying to say that I'm 100% Cuban, but I was raised this way. Like, I have lechon for Christmas. <laughs> like, I, I, feel I have like,
1: lechon all the time.
0: <laughs> I feel like uh, we, we could get together, but it's always that thing that you don't belong or. Which you felt, too. And I also joined um, the Hispanic Student Association at UF. I actually became president of the Hispanic (laughs) Student Association at UF, which also made me learn, like, uh, college was really interesting for me because I got to learn who I wanted to be. It was actually how I got, like, into pinup after college. And then the process of coming back home to finally stay back in South Florida after experiencing this awakening cultural awakening i guess you would say or what i called it before i forgot um but puberty awakening for your culture is when you get back you really like you say you appreciate your culture more and look at that i talk with my hands like
1: (laughs) we can't help it (laughs) there you go
0: but when you get back home you realize you know you are american and you are cuban and you're trying to find the best of both worlds and uh, i think as time has passed and do you also feel like you're realizing that more people appreciate that more in Miami. And because when I still travel other places, I still feel like I don't belong, if that makes sense.
1: Uh, well, I love to travel. Any any chance I get um, to leave our bubble, like I said, <laughs> I do. And I've been, you know, I've been lucky that I've been able to travel around the world. And there's always questions, you know. I, I was in Norway recently and they were asking me like, oh, you're, but you're from the United States. Like it didn't click in their minds that I, that I'm American. So they just had questions, you know, um, I guess we're not the norm, but it's our normal, you know,
0: you know, you just reminded me of something when I went, okay. So my mom's side has a family in Spain and I went to visit them and you know, it's a shock because I guess in America it seems to be the mainstream, um, But they kept talking to me in English and then translating everything in Spanish because they thought, I don't speak Spanish because I'm American. And then when I would tell them I'm Cuban-American, my cousins would be like, no, you're American. And I'm like, no, you're Spaniard-Cuban because your dad is Cuban. And they're like, no, my dad is Spaniard. And it's like other places don't, uh, from my experience, my cousins don't appreciate their own heritage Um, And that's the first time I realized, I'm proud of being both because you're just plain old Spanish. I guess you don't appreciate your other side with your dad. And I asked him and he he completely changed to be more Spaniard. So I guess it's also how you're raised. I don't know. It was interesting for me. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And (laughs) I guess when you get away from it and you're away from home and you're, you know, in another city or in another country, it makes you realize, you know, how proud you actually are of what you are, you know. Yeah. Um, I remember growing up, I used to hear a lot like um, telling my sister and I that we weren't from here, but we weren't from there either. And it's it brings a lot of nostalgia, but it's also a little bit bittersweet um, because it's true. We're not from here. We're not from there. We're trying to fit a mold. Um, but we, we're equally proud of our Cuban heritage as we are of the American. And I'm sorry I get emotional, but it just brings up a lot of memories.
0: Yeah, it's something that is not talked about, but people feel that way. Like when I brought up this subject for you, you understood exactly what I meant because I thought nobody else felt this way. Because I'd see other Cuban Americans that are more comfortable with just being more Hispanic than American. But I want to be both because that's what I am. I, You know, our parents both raised us that we're American, but we're different than the norm. Right. So I understand.
1: Completely. I mean, I guess I mean we are American. What does it mean to be American? Everyone in America is from somewhere else, or That's true. the roots are from somewhere else. So, how much more American can we actually be? We're the real American. <laughs> We're the real deal. <laughs> um, and I think it's something that, you know, most immigrant groups, whether from Mexico or, you know, anywhere, uh, Irish Americans, they could probably relate to the same because they've they probably encountered the same from their cultural groups as well
0: mm-hmm. do you think uh location matters um will, if somebody that was born to cuban parents in idaho do you think it would be different than us
1: uh absolutely um and the reason why i say that is because is miami middle america no it's not mm-hmm we have our own melting pot here. Miami is so multicultural and there's, you know, you any type of food you want, you can find. I mean, we, we just, uh, we, we were so lucky to grow up in a city where you have that experience and you can encounter different cultures um, and, and just different ethnicities. So if you go to, you know, white bread, middle America um, and, and you have Cuban parents or you have parents from another country, um, you may be able to relate, you know, we may be able to relate to that um, on a lot of levels, but I think it's also very different because, like we mentioned before, Miami is a bubble. We have all, you know, it's like our own little culture, you know, here. I
0: also think like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not landscapy, but it's also how we are sourced. We're like near the Caribbean, but there's no other borders around us, so nothing else could make sense. So we're literally enclosed in our bubble
1: like it's a legit bubble (laughs)
0: it's a legit bubble
1: (laughs) you know we have that tropical flair, the palm trees and you know everything
0: we got the florida man yeah
1: Uh, (laughs) i don't
0: think florida man you know that florida man where that like all the crazy criminals are from florida i think that's like middle and north florida i know it's south florida too
1: (laughs) i don't know we're kind of crazy down here too (laughs) on a different level
0: how would you say that you've ad- adapted? You know, now that we're older, uh, or more mature, or more aware. Uh, how would you say you adapted to this? Or, yeah, how do you adapt it to being Cuban American? I mean, do you think you? I think I just accepted it. You know, just.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's um, something that I had to adapt to. I I accepted it since I was very young. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm Cuban. <laughs> That's just how I identify, you know. So
0: do you feel that like, okay, I know you have nieces and nephews, right? Mm -hmm. How do you feel they, um, because now they are two parents that are American. Okay, so two Cuban-American parents. So this child is also considered Cuban-American? I would say yes, because the same traditions are being instilled from their mom and dad on. So, do you think being Cuban American will disappear after a certain time? If that makes
1: sense. Um. Oh, that's a good question. I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. Because um, I've always
0: thought about that. Uh, like for example, my my boyfriend now. His mom is Hispanic. His dad is Irish. But uh, he's more Irish than Hispanic. So I'm sure if we ever if we got married and if we had kids my kids would be different than if you had kids cuz you're probably if a person had two hispanic parents it gets like a little like you start losing your traditions but then i guess it goes back into the melting pot of what miami is a mix of everything no right just food for thought
1: <laughs> uh i don't know my sister and i were both raised the same way and we both feel very cuban and we're very ingrained in our traditions Um, like in the morning we have cafe con leche and Cuban bread, you know, and, um, my niece and nephew are being raised that way. You know, my nephew's favorite thing are croquetas Croquetas. (laughs) and they, um, they moved to Virginia a couple of years ago and that's not a very Latin area at all, Oh, but they, they still, that's what they asked for, you know, the Cuban bread and the Cuban crackers and things like that. So I think... You know, it depends on the upbringing. Like that's how we were raised and so that's how she's continuing those traditions with them. Um so yeah, I don't know. What
0: would you say are some uh, We're going to be like mythbusters right now. <laughs> what are some Cuban American stereotypes that you want to break or that you're annoyed of?
1: Ooh, okay. <laughs> Let's see. There's lots of Cuban American stereotypes. Uh one of the ones that really annoys me is that we're not Cuban. That yep,
0: that's it drives me nuts. <laughs> the one I was thinking of, <laughs> uh, where you know,
1: yes, I'm was not born in Cuba, but it's just logistics, um, and I've never been to Cuba, Same. but I still feel that so you know so fiercely in my soul that I am Cuban. Um, so that's probably one of them. Yeah, I it's agree. just semantics, I guess.
0: I feel Cuban, even though a lot of people will like disagree. I'm sure uh, people will say I'm not Cuban and or that we're both not Cuban because we've never been to Cuba. But, I mean, are we American? We haven't been all over the U.S. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> we are American because we're mixed from somewhere else, which is what every other person here is.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I was at an event a few months ago and um, Vanessa Garcia was there. She's a, a Cuban writer, Cuban-American writer. Um, She wrote the play, The Amparo Experience. has been very popular in the last five years.
0: Is that the one that has the Bacardi mix?
1: Yes. Okay. Um, That talks about the Cuban Revolution and all of that. Um, And she was there. She was speaking. And she referred to herself as an ABC, an American-born Cuban. Hmm. And when she said that, it was like the light bulb moment, you know, for me. And I was like, wow, that's what I am, an American-born Cuban. Because I was born in the United States. Technically, yes, I am American. But I feel so Cuban. It's just my culture, you know. So that just was one of my awakenings. Hmm. And I'm in my 40s. So, you, you know, you're always learning and evolving. And that was just a light bulb moment for me. So what
0: would you say, have you ever gotten any, like, legit hate about being Cuban-American?
1: Um, not so much hate, but you hear a lot of comments. Um, at one point Miami was predominantly um, Cuban I guess Um, and so a lot of other ethnic groups that have come in uh, after the the Cuban exiles there's always like little comments you know that you hear here and there and um, they're kind of annoying sometimes but I guess I mean we might do the same
0: for me I get that I get I feel like I feel worse if somebody were to say something that's Cuban like if somebody Cuban, like straight off, like from Cuba, like born in Cuba, when they say something like, "Hey, right, bro, you're just American, like, "Oh, you're just American. You're not. You're not Cuban." Or you I don't feel understand. kind of like, hmm, oh yeah, "You don't understand. You weren't raised in Cuba." Yeah, <laughs> I feel like what Oh my dad. Or um,
1: <laughs> I hear a lot uh, from from even friends that are you know were born in Cuba and had a different experience to mine. Like, um, oh, you know, all these Cuban-Americans or Cuban-Americans feel this way or Cuban and I'm like, wait, don't generalize because that's not me. Yeah. You know,
0: that's the most important thing. People are putting everyone in their bubbles when everyone is just a mix, which is, again, what you perfectly said. America is made off a of mix. Yeah. We're like I, I the kinda, best mixtape.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> it makes it spicier. Yeah.
0: <laughs> some sazón.
1: But, you know, I, I hear a lot also like uh, our generation of Cuban-Americans is very privileged. And in a way, we may be. But I feel like our our parents that came to this country with nothing worked so hard to give us a better life that and I get emotional again. I'm just a crybaby. It's okay. These are um. emotional subjects.
0: It's it's literally what goes on in our heads. Like this topic I have thought about and I thought I was crazy for thinking that I don't fit in in either world until I started realizing or I spoke verbally spoke it out
1: and it's yeah but you know our, our parents left cute, their homeland with nothing um a lot of them very young themselves and that's what they were searching for they were searching for freedom and um to give us a better life and things that they weren't able to have so that made us a little bit privileged cuz maybe you know they worked so hard for that and we may very well be i think we are in many ways but um i also think our generation's doing a lot to um improve the world and do better for, for yeah our culture.
0: my parents uh they're both cuban but they didn't meet in cuba
1: neither did mine
0: oh <laughs> where did they meet
1: uh, my parents met in new york yeah
0: oh what a mix when they were in their 20s my parents met in spain <laughs> <laughs> my mom left cuz she had family in spain my dad left cuz he was like a a young kid that was against the government. Um, so they kicked him out and they sent him to ship them out to Spain. And my parents met each other at a, a food bank because they were both poor and they got married in Spain and they had family in Texas. And then they went to Mexico and crossed the border. And then they went to Florida. So it was like a whole trip for them. <laughs> and then me and my sister were born <laughs> in Florida, in
1: Hialeah. Yeah, my parents got married um in New York and then came down to Miami and I was born in Hialeah. <laughs> I love the stories of how people got came
0: to America because, you know, like, for example, my parents, I mean, I don't go into, they didn't go into detail, but you, can you imagine having to plan out, you meet somebody and then you plan to go to the U.S. and you have to go through Mexico and then you got to go from Texas to the, Miami and I don't know. And then I love hearing other people's stories because it's like they like you said, they work really hard to get you know a, my dad was fighting the government there and he wanted something better for him and for even better for his children and you know, so for us, yes, like you said, we we are kind of privileged cause because but that's because they pushed us to be here and we're like you know, and then we're trying to make things better now, so it's like a ripple effect that we should always try to be better and better. so yeah, pretty interesting.
1: Do you find that your like do your parents talk a lot about their experience
0: leaving mm, Cuba? No.
1: Yeah, mine don't either. Especially mm-hmm. my mom. My That's mom why I don't know when the she details. Was 16, <laughs> and I know they went through a hard time to leave the country and she doesn't talk about it.
0: But it's funny is that they will oh, they don't talk about bad stuff but they will talk about all the good times. Yeah. I when I was little, oh my god, we used to get this fish and this fish was the size and because my dad's nickname is El tiburón, because one day he got this fish and he was little, and everyone thought that he, he, he said it was a shark, but it was actually a little fish. And so from there on, they just called him a tibu, tiburón. Oh. And when I was little, they used to call me la tiburoncita. <laughs> and that's why I like sharks.
1: <laughs> but yeah, my my dad left Cuba when he was ten years old, so he was you know still very young. He was a child. But he can, when he says stories and, you know, we I we grew up listening to it. He'll tell you like the street that he was, that he lived on. He remembers the name. He remembers, you know, the the places that he went to. They're appreciative. Yeah. It's it's like that nostalgia that just takes you back to a different place. I think that's part of the reason why I love the retro, you know, vibe so much and things, all things vintage is because I just grew up listening to all these stories about a different time. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of takes you back to that that feeling
0: y'all love nostalgia
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> well
0: that's why you know you're here with me we got the vintage flair in this <laughs> <right>. modern life <laughs> hi vivian uh, it's it's so nice to talk about this it is is there anything else that you want to express to uh depend
1: podcasters <laughs> um well i think this is a great space to talk about different things different topics and this one in particular hits home because it's it's kind of the story of our life you know Mm. how we feel and um it's just important to us well
0: i am so thankful that vivian is my first podcast guest and uh Thank you so much. It really means so much to me that you all are listening. Vivian is part of this and, um, it, happy to be here. I, I want, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and, uh, we'll be back, uh, next week and make sure to follow me on Instagram at pinupmiami.com to hear the um, Pin up Miami <laughs> or my website, misspinupmiami.com. And, uh, you'll be able to catch up on any old episodes. I'll be on Spotify, iTunes, and, uh, Make sure to share. And if you want to be part of the podcast, you could call the number down below. And as you can see, it's an awesome number 833 uh, <laughs> 8334
1: a pinup. Ooh, that's catchy.
0: 833 <laughs> 4 pinup. You could also leave a voicemail and we will play it on the air. If you want to do a shout out, ooh, we should do dedication, love hour, like Power 96. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now that's a very Miami reference. <laughs>
0: If you get that (laughs) reference, let me know. Or you can watch us on YouTube and you'll also see our beautiful faces and Vivian's artwork. (laughs) And thank you so much, Vivian. And again, Vivian at ArteLunaMiami.com. Miami. (laughs) we'll catch (laughs) you next time.
1: (laughs) Bye-bye.